Welcome to Unlock Your Magic, the podcast all about living authentically and doing life on your own terms. My name is Christine, I'm your host, and I invite you to come on a journey with me to discover what it means to live an authentic life, looking at the messy bits of how to get there, and hopefully picking up some tips and tricks along the way so that you can start living life as your truest self. Welcome to another episode of On Makia Magic. And today's guest is Biba Logan, who is an intuitive in all areas of her life. Um, and she has the ability to see and know things. And she uses that to assist people through their spiritual awakening. And she's been seeking to remember the truth of what we are since she's 21. And has studied many, many spiritual practices in the pursuit of that truth. And if I think of Biba, the only thing word that comes to mind is love, because uh, that's what really truly she is. So um, welcome, Biba. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me here. How are you today? Yeah, I'm just great because when someone says, "How would I describe Biba?" I would describe her as love. When when you hear that, it brings home all the effort and all the work that we do to realign ourselves with the truth of what we are. So when someone like you, who's a consciousness explorer, says that, it just it lights things up really, 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 really lights things up because I wouldn't have been described like that years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think neither, like none of us really. And but I, I, when I really do see you and, and to for those who don't know, um, so Biba and I met through Tommy and Rachel uh, in the beautiful kind of meditation group. And it's, it's, she always leaves amazing little kind of voice notes and, and messages and you, your heart just opens um, whenever kind of these kind of messages come in. It's just so beautiful. And I, and I'd love to kind of maybe start there kind of when you say that, oh, actually you wouldn't have described me like that a, a few years ago. I'd love to kind of learn a bit, a little bit about your story of where were you then and how did you get here and where are you now? I, I have, um, I think I've changed continually since I got here. I think I've been, I think it's the same for all of us. I think we're all the same. I've changed and changed and changed and the reason why I've changed is because I've sought change. I grew up in an interesting place. Um, I have very bohemian parents, very cool, very bohemian, no rules, no regulations, uh, trusted with my own intuition, trusted with my own internal guidance, although that wasn't ever said. I had to figure it all out by myself. And so I had this ability to really lean on myself and go in to find out because my mum wasn't really around because she was doing her thing and my dad, I don't know where he was. So I was on my own a lot. And because I was on my own a lot, I started the inquiry very young. Like, how do I get through the day without my parents? You know, how do I, how do I, what do I do with all these feelings? And I learned how to carry myself in such a way that Everything seemed good, but internally, not 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 much was very good. We become professional actors, don't we, on this earth? And it's about deconstructing that character, and that's taken me like I'm 48 now. Uh, well, the body's 48. I'm not 48. I I don't think I I was ever born and I'll ever die. I just think we're timeless 
but the body here is 48 and um when i was very young i i had an experience that my father my father got arrested and i saw him get arrested and when i saw my father and by the way the build up to this was years of sadness and loss and this was like the breaking point and when i this day came and i saw him being taken away something in me just shattered i could feel this field of energy within me just drop it was almost like a sinking sinking feeling is how i would describe it and i was about 6 or 7 or 8 and i remember looking out the window and thinking you know what now i mean that's the end the end of my life as i know it and and then this audible voice spoke to me it just spoke it's called my name biba and it started saying to me about my life and how you know this is i'm not my dad and how my life is going to be very different because i'm going to make different choices and i heard this voice right and when it spoke to me i just knew that voice and it felt like home and it it reassured me that i need everything i need is on the inside and so i grew up seeking that voice continually and i used to hear it outside and now i hear it inside and now i am the voice right and now i've i've blended with that i've become that that voice and some a part of me is like no i don't want to become that voice i want it to be this big booming god on the outside that's going to fix it all you know, there's a lot of responsibility with with going in and getting your questions answered. And so I grew up in this kind of very um, internal, my internal world was very rich, but I would never discuss it with anybody. You wouldn't really growing up in the 80s and the 90s. There's a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, a lot of sex, a lot of partying, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of fun, nothing spiritual about it, especially even growing up as a kid. There was nothing spiritual apart from my granny, who was a Catholic and she taught me how to pray. And and she said to me one day, she said, you know, see that picture of Jesus on the wall? If you talk to him, he will fix all your problems. But you have to tell him your problems. If you don't tell him your problems, he can't fix them. And you don't tell him everything. You just tell him what you really need. And that just did something to me. I just looked at that picture and I went, right, okay. And I knew that that voice and that picture were related. And... And so I just formed this relationship with Jesus my whole life. And I got to know him very well. I got to know him as I grew up outside of the church. When I started meditating when I was older, he would show up in my meditations, visions. I don't know what you call that inner eye, that ancient eye that sees all things beyond this, this version of reality. He would meet me there and he would show up as the line of Judah. And he would show up as the Holy Ghost and he would show up as God and he would show up as 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 himself and he would always be funny and loving and kind and in a way he was my best friend and he would teach me how to love and teach me how to forgive and teach me about the the the, the beauty of the unseen realms and so many people are afraid of the unknown and they're afraid of the unseen but that's where the real beauty is that's where the magic is that's where the the magnificence is, it's in those unknown, unseen realms that people are afraid of. That's where it is. It's not here outside my window, although that's beautiful too, but that's so transient. On the inside, I go in and I meet all these beings. And and Jesus was with me for years. And I remember one time I was at a Christian convention uh, in the Netherlands. They're, they do the best Christian conventions. They're just like 
you know, they just love singing to Jesus. And in back in the day, that would have been my thing. And I remember he went in, like my body moved involuntarily in a circle. And I was like, what is that? And he says, I'm now going in. You're now me and I'm now you. It's now it's time. And he was teaching me how to become that. I am that. I am that. And, and I was like, wow. And my body was moving in a circle and I wasn't doing it. I was like, this is amazing. And I could feel and I could see through his eyes and I could feel his hands in my hands. And and then like fast forward 10 years later, I now know that his consciousness, the consciousness of Yeshua, who was who was my best friend for my whole life, is he's now just my brother in the spirit world. He's my brother and he was my guide. And now I know that I am the Christ consciousness. It's Jesus the Christ, Biba the Christ, you know, um, Tina the Christ. It's like Christ consciousness. It's this awareness that you already are. That's it. There's nothing else. You are. You are it. You are the love. You are the joy. You are the peace. You are, you are your own parents. You're all of it. And that's the Christ consciousness. And it took 20, 30 years for me to kind of get that. And I kind of have that now. And um, sometimes I miss him. I'm like, where are you? But there comes a point where the visions, the visitations stop. And when that happened, I was like, I'm doing something wrong. Right? I'm doing something wrong. Like the little girl, where's my parents? I must be doing something wrong. Still there, that stupid program. I'm never doing anything wrong. I'm always doing it right. I'm so on time. Everything's on time. Everything's perfect, just as it is. But I thought I must be doing something wrong. What am I not doing that he's not around? And I realized, no, he's not around because he's in me. And that took a few years to go, okay, so is, if, if the divine is in me, then what am I? Then I can do anything. Then he taught me how to create my own reality. And he sent me a mentor, this guy called Jerry in the States, who, who contacted me because I had this YouTube channel and I, it was called God Talk. I talk about God. And he said, you've got something. Really, you've got something. He said, but you got to get out of the church. You got to get out of the Christian mode. We're going to, I'm going to pull you out of that. I'm going to teach you how to meditate. Five years later, a lot of arguments, a lot of falling out. I says, I can't do this. It's just black. I'm sitting here for years. There's nothing happening. He said, sit and wait. Just wait. Just wait. And then one day I just began to see something different, very, very different to what I experienced before. And because when you're worshipping God as a as a religious person, this that presence is available to you. That's why people pray. When you worship, it's not like when you pray, you're talking to God. And meditating's listening, right? So when you're praying and you're co-creating, you're talking, but there has to come a time when you just be quiet and you start listening to the internal dialogue of the universe within you. And I started listening and listening and listening and I started realizing I'm creating all of this. I created my dad getting arrested. I created Jesus. I created it all. And I'm like, well, I'm really good at this. Like I'm really, if, if I created this, I'm really good at this. So I've unconsciously created my life until now. So how about I consciously start creating the rest of my life? And I'm playing now. I'm playing with consciousness and I'm learning that it's so easy when you believe, when you believe that the only hurdle here 
is when you get over all the other hurdles. The only hurdle here is you just got to believe it. You just got to believe it. You just got to do it. Trust yourself and and believe. And when you have um, an insight or an, an idea, like when you set up this podcast, for example, right? When you had an idea to set up this podcast about exploring consciousness with people and elevating our frequency on this planet one person at a time, did you not find synchronicities within this idea came to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the journey of kind of finding that, that and I, I glimmers off those magic and those kind of trust. It's the trust element that, that we struggle with, right, as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the conditioning that kind of like it keeps drawing us down and drawing us down, telling us that it's, that's not the truth. Whereas if we really tap into, like you said, if we, if we sit and listen, we know all of it. Like we, we are, we know, we think, but it's our conditioning and our patterns that can kind of keep us trying to keep us down. And yes, when you, when you get out of the way and we, you need to step out of those things, then there's synchronicities and magic absolutely happen. And yes, I have seen them. Maybe not around the podcast necessarily, actually, I'm not sure. I don't have to think about that. But um, but yeah, definitely I've started seeing the magic of, of the things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Like last two weeks ago, I had one of those days that I'm like, oh, wow, this is just, this is life. This is like, you know, waking up in the overlooking the most beautiful beach in Ireland you know, going for a swim and then painting with basking sharks swimming around underneath me. And um, that's, that's, that was one of the days where I was like, this is it. Like, and I was out of the way. I, I, I took my, you know, I had done a lot of work beforehand. I was like, okay, I just need to sit and I need to listen. I just need to be. I don't, there's nothing else to do here but to be who I am. Um, because like you said, we always try and we always kind of, you know, want to do and do and do. We're like, no, just be mm-hmm. like, it's enough to just be, we don't have to achieve anything. Even this podcast is like, actually, it doesn't actually feel like work because it's, it's a lot of fun and mm-hmm. I love doing it. And it's, it doesn't, you know, it, it does come. So I don't know that. Yeah. Gosh, the sharks on the water and the, the, oh. the awareness of just being in that space and not thinking, oh my God, are they going to eat me? God, no, I wanted to get in. I was like, I want to go down there. I want to go in. You're so brave. Uh, they're, they're, they're the lovely creature. Like they, they would, what really struck me about them was actually the, the grace with which they were moving mm-hmm. and the curiosity they had because there were two paddle boarders kind of just paddling and they were paddling with them for hours. Wow. And they didn't go away. They, they came even closer. They, they so close to the shore. And it was just the, the utter grace and I want to say connection that, that's there, right? It's like, we're, we're not here to hurt you. We're here to all coexist on this planet. We might, might be big. I think they get up to like seven or eight meters, which is crazy. But they were so graceful and beautiful and gentle and yeah, just, and I think I really felt in that moment of like, you know what, 
all of the stuff that we worry about, all of the things that, all the stories that we make up in our mind, all the things that we tend to care about, they're not really that important. No, they just don't even really exist, you know. They only exist yeah. because we think about them. The only things that exist is the things you're thinking about. But those sharks, when you're talking about those sharks, I can... It's it's timeless, right, isn't it? They're just these ancient, magnificent creatures. They're so intelligent. They they carry the wisdom of the universe, right? Yeah. You can see it in them, those beautiful creatures that have just been here like way be longer than we have and they they know us and obviously they just felt safe in your energetic field and the, the guys who were there, they they know. I mean, they're not going to come up if there's Japanese shark killers there, are they? with their hooks or whatever it is. I mean, there's so much beauty in what's so normal, seemingly ordinary. It's the ordinary that's sublime and it's the ordinary. It's just how the grass grows and how the animals interact with each other and how we interact with each other. And I don't know where we got this idea of becoming something. I mean, where did that, what, becoming what? It's the unbecoming. It's it's the opposite. It's we got to unbecome. But I was meditating, walking yesterday, and as I was walking in the park near where you, you live, I was thinking about the, what we are, and I was thinking about that we are the way. Jesus said, I am the truth, I am the way, I am the light. And we are the way. And I, I understand getting out of the own, getting out of the way, getting out of the personality, getting out of the construct of being this great chick in Ireland who does this and whatever we want to be, right? Being the best at this or the best at that, successful at this, getting that out of the way. But when I get that idea of what I think I should be out of the way, I am the way. I am the way. When I get into the water with those sharks and I'm painting and I'm thinking, it's just about being that's the way. And that that realization that you are the way creates a wave and a ripple. Just like when those sharks came into the water so close, it, it creates a frequency, a coherent frequency, where all the beautiful frequencies that are coherent collide and blend and merge. And you have that moment and going, Oh my God, everything is just perfect as it is. I don't I don't need anything other than this moment. That's exactly how I felt in that moment. I was like, if I die right now, I'll die happy. <laughs> and, you know, that, and for me, that's actually part of why I do this podcast and also why the way I try to live my life, because we don't know how long we have in this human form. I like you, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that we as a soul go anywhere, but our human existence, our human body, our meat suit um, has an expiry date and that could be tomorrow. That could be in 50 years. I don't know. But I think often we push things forward and push things out. And it's like, oh, well, I'll do that when. I'll do that when I have more money. I do that when um, I'm retired. I'm, I do that when X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, what? why are you waiting? Like now, like now is, is the only thing that exists. It's the right now, right here, right now. Exactly. Exactly. Right here. Like I woke up this morning and I found this lump on my breast, right? Little lump there, right? Just sitting there. And I woke up good, right? I woke up at half six. 
and I meditated and I just felt like I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. And then I just felt this lump and I went, no, see that? That doesn't exist in my reality. That rabbit hole of hell, right? Yep. Where my head could go because my mum just recovered from that. I'm just like, see that? No. See that portal of doom? You can close up right now because that doesn't exist in my reality. It doesn't exist. Now, I will go and get a checkup and see the doctor. However, I know, I know, I just know that we can overcome all things. I just know it because I've done it and I've seen it and I've witnessed it and I hear other people and I just know that they're speaking the truth and I know from my own experiences that I don't have to worry about that lump because that lump is just a cyst or something. It's irrelevant. It's so irrelevant. But I'll go and do what I'm told. I'll go to the doctor and I'll get it checked out and I'll do all that stuff. And when when you speak about dying, I actually think that we can um, plan our own death. I, I, I'm fascinated with death. I, I, I wanted to become a death doula, you know. I love the idea of going to the other side. But that's what we're doing in our meditations anyway. You, know, you don't have to die to do that. But I, I'm going to live until I'm about 95, 96, maybe even 100. Like I have that agreement with myself and I'm going to die in my sleep and I'm going to die very well and very healthy. So I know I, I know that. And you know why I know? Because I believe it. Why would that be any different to anything else that's possible? And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because when you, you and I know what it means to create our reality, right? But I think a lot of people are still not quite clear on how that works and why that works. Um, and I do think it very much obviously speaks to the topic of authenticity because like, no, it, you know, we are, we are this. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, how you got to, or how you are creating your real reality and what that means to you and, and how, yeah, just, just the concept of it so that people can understand, yeah. oh, you have the power because you and I have that language, but our listeners may not have that language of you have like what you think you create, right? It's, it's usually kind of, and, and people know that sense, but do they really understand it? I don't know. So I'd love for you to talk about that because I know you're well, a master. Well, thank you for asking the question. I, 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 I heard that years ago and I didn't know how to do it, but I knew it was possible. I just had to learn. I had to learn how to, what does that mean? What does that mean? Create your own reality. And if I, if I'm, if I'm creating, so this is an enormous question because I have to really state that this isn't me waking up and saying, um, I, you know, I have an abundance of money today and I'm happy, right? That's not creating your own reality. That's a nice idea. And, and that's a start. That's a stepping stone. That's throwing a pebble into the pond and creating a ripple and a frequency in the right direction. However, that's not that's not creating your own reality. In order to really create your own reality, and first of all, you have to understand what is a reality. My reality and your reality, and there's all there's fractals of realities within realities. And without sounding too abstract, my reality is unique to me. You have no idea what reality I live in and I have no idea what reality you live in and I honour yours as you honour mine. And I learned about this during COVID because I realised that we're all living in different realities because 
you're trying to talk to someone about something and it's so incoherent to them. It's like you're talking to a Muslim about the Christian. It's like when I was a Christian, I would say to a Muslim, you're just reading the wrong book. And they'd say to me, no, you're reading the wrong book. But what I didn't realize was my reality is real to me. It's you're not in it. You don't know what's in there. So you can't really teach me anything. Yeah. You can show me a way that's nice. And if I like, if it feels good and if it's sinking in with my whatever, my frequency, I'll follow you and I'll listen to what you're doing and I'll watch you. And, you know, it has to be through frequency. The only thing that people respond to is love. It's the only thing is love. And my daughter taught me that when she was very young. I used to get quite angry and it's something I'm working, still working through, through how I was when she was younger. I was quite angry and... um. That's one thing I have to do work on. And that's, you know, one of the human things. But she taught me, like, the voice God said to me, the only way she'll ever respond to you is when you, through love, you can't shout at her because she just freezes. You have to show her love. And I really learned that through my daughter and love. And when you create your own reality, you have to know who you are. So who am I? Well, Biba can't create anything except for chaos and dysfunction. I'm really good at chaos and dysfunction. I'm really dysfunctional in relationships with men. I'm just like all over the shop with that stuff. When I'm when I'm creating that reality for myself based on my upbringing, right? Totally, completely incoherent when it comes to like fragmented, 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 fractals of fragmentals in my childhood, right? So me trying to piece together a loving relationship from a point of view of B, but Logan is not going to work. And it hasn't. So I've been single for a long time. But I've changed. And I realized in order for me, this is just an example, and it's an honest example, is for me to have a relationship based on trust, equality, and love. That's it. Trust, equality, and love. Whereby I will love another human being because I love them. Not because I need sex. Not because I need money. Not because I feel safe at night. Not because of anything other than the fact is I love that person, and I just like being with them. Now that's that's the that's the it that's the third eye talking. That's the inner wisdom. That's the that's the soul. That's the higher self talking. So I have to find out what is that because that's what's going to create my reality. And so I've learned that I am a part of this source, this light, this divine this divine being, God, whatever whatever it is for you, we are a part of that. And I did a quantum healing session last night. A friend of mine from the States did one on me. And I saw, I went straight into the source. It was amazing. So I'm going to explain to you a little bit about where we're from, okay? Because it will help you understand how do you create your reality. You only can create your reality. And I mean actually create, not, oh yeah, I got a parking space. I'm talking about your whole life changing in front of your eyes and you're just going, holy shit, this is real. This shit is real, you know? And Biba's just going, oh my God, how did you do that? And if I start to figure out how I did that, I won't be able to figure it out. I have to not think. It comes from not thinking. I can't think. If I think, I'm done because Biba thinks. So... So I have to go into the spirit, into the soul. So I was in this quantum healing session and I, the first thing I saw was this light. And this is pure photonic light. It's diamond 
it's not like a light I've ever seen on the earth. I've seen this before in the quantum realms and the heat in the quantum healing sessions. It's this blinding light and it's beautiful and it's like photonic crystals, diamonds is the only way I can describe it. It's just pure white, like a crystal. And it's this, it's full of life and it's a consciousness, it's a living consciousness portal of love. And I saw these people coming out of it. I saw all forms of consciousness coming out of it. And we came from this light. So me and you decided to come here at the same time, right? So we've come through this light. So we are a part of this light. And what happens is, is you and I and our group, our beautiful light being group, have come at this time and we found each other. That's the deal. It's like we're time travelers. We came in through this light, through God, through the heart of God, through this beautiful light. And we've come in forgetting, right? Forgetting that we are the light, that we're from the light. And we come in thinking we're a personality with a whole lot of problems and that we need to get everything to accumulate in our lives to make us feel safe, secure, better, sexy, comfortable, whatever, whatever your thing is. There's always a thing that needs to be fixed, fed, nurtured. Um, so I saw this light and I could feel it. I was, I got into the, because I'm empathic, right? I think we're all empathic, but I'm just very aware of my empathy. I got into this and I could feel the sense of overwhelming love and appreciation and joy. And this light, these beings were coming out and I saw them coming out and some of them fell into a well, like a hole. And the hole went so far down that they forgot where they'd come from. So they've fallen into a dimension. Like people come here and there's layers of dimensions, layers of realities, layers of forgetting. And you're trying your whole life just to remember who you are, where you're from. There's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more. What am I praying to? Is God real? What is God? All of those things. But then I saw a group of beings coming through that we'll never forget. Right? Then I saw another batch of beings coming through and they, they're, they've come through remembering. They'll never forget and they come into the earth or wherever they want to go and have their experience. And I, my question was then, how do they remember? How do they remember? not to forget right how do they I just had to find the right question because your questions are so important in quantum healing I was like how do they stay awake how do they stay awake how do they not forget and then I was shown how this works so we come in and we forget who we are where we're from we're from the light we are the source we are all that ever was and ever will be and ever is and then we come in here and we think I'm a personality and I'm, I'm Irish or whatever I'm Irish and I'm 48. I mean, give me a break. Jesus. I mean, really. Have a look in the mirror. You're you're no more Irish and 48 than than you are German and whatever age you are, right? You'll come about 16 there. You're definitely doing something right. So then then the question was, how do they how do they remember? So you and I now have come here and we're remembering. We're remembering. We're talking about consciousness. We're clicking into each other. You're waking me up. I'm waking you up. We're all waking each other up. We're all remembering. And these we, we are aligning in a coherent frequency. We are aligning to a truth. And that truth is light. And that light is lighting us up because it's our light and it contains all the information about our essence. So then I realized and I saw that when you and I start waking up and start remembering and we start connecting back to the original source, to connecting back to God, because it is a relationship. When I realized that I am part of this light, the, the main light expands 
And when it expands, what comes through has an elevated consciousness. So what we're doing here, down here, imagine if that is a thing, we're down here on the earth, but we're here and we're, the more of us who remember, the bigger the light expands in excitement of its own recognition and what's coming through is remembering like these kids that are on the planet now. And these kids like are star seeds, galactic, bloody, whatever names. I mean, there's so many cosmic names for these kids. And so when when we come here in our group and the millions of people like us have plugged in to the mains and gone, no, I'm I'm no longer going to forget that I'm eternal and that I am I am the source and I am the light and I am connected to that. And everything outside of that is a lie because that lie, the only thing is going to tell me is that it's separate from me, that I need to seek something outside of myself, the love outside of myself, the security outside of myself, the acknowledgement outside of myself, the confirmation outside, the outside of myself. When I hone all that stuff and I bring it back to me and I take my power back, and I go, but I am that I am. I am that love. I am my own husband. I am my own lover. I am my own source. I am my own income. I am my own use. I am everything that I seek. And when I actually know that as a truth and not as a word, but when it sits in my soul and it resonates and it lights me up, God, the main source, also lights up in recognition of itself. And so there's this beautiful, beautiful cycle. And the more of us that are lighting up, the more light that will come onto this planet and people won't won't even be able to uh, they just won't they won't even know that they're waking up they just are they won't even think hold on how did I just suddenly not know that like years ago you go oh, I had a spiritual awakening and suddenly I was like how did I not know all that they're going to bypass that and they're just going to know it's just going to become an obvious thing and the difference between the ones that are coming through who are remembering and the ones that have come through that had to remember, the difference is they don't think. It's This is it back to the thinking. They don't think. They don't need to think. There's nothing to think about because they know. They just are, right? That's how you create your own reality. You just know. You just know. You don't think. Thinking is a great stepping stone to getting to the knowing, but in the actual actual creating your own reality you just got to know it it's like you just got to know that you know and that takes belief in yourself your abilities it takes belief in others it takes belief in love it takes belief in forgiveness it takes belief it takes work you don't just like uh, drink uh, some uh, a microdose or whatever you got to work you got to work through the layers and when you do the work your life will change and the one thing about these beings coming through that haven't forgotten, because they don't think, they have the space to be curious. So they're curious. It's a curious energy. And what they're curious about is when they approach, say, for example, I approach somebody and I have a very short conversation. Here's in a park and you talk to somebody. When I approach somebody and I have a chat with that person, just a chat that comes out I'm not thinking it's just whatever comes out as need to be said it's the frequency of the words that person that light will light up in them that's the game it's like when you lose a lighter and you have to light a candle with another candle and those candles light each other up that's what we're here to do we're here to light each other up that's it there's nothing to do just that so okay and yeah, I, I totally, it's, you know, it's, it's so beautiful for you to kind of explain all that and hear that. 
the one thing then, because you kind of said it takes work, right? And that's mm-hmm. the part that I'm also really interested in because like you and I, like we're searchers, we're seekers, we're, you know, constantly, it's never ending. It's never going to end, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our listeners, I'd love for you to dive in. How have you gotten a part uh, to this space? And what is the work? Because we all, they, you know, there's a lot of talk about the work. And there's different elements to it and stuff like that. And I'd love to hear your experience with it and anything that you can give our listeners is like, well, maybe start here. Yeah. The work starts with a willingness to change. You have to want to change. There's a lot of people who want it done. Can I take a pill for that? Can I take some homeopathy remedies? Can I take some LSD? Can I just like get married and be happy? No, 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 no. And that's not how this works. You can do that and that give you another result. But how this works for me is I, well, I, I was born curious. I am so inquisitive. I'm always, 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 always seeking and searching. It's this. And even people close to me have said, can you just turn it off for a moment and relax? No, I don't want to. It's, 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 it's my engine. It's why I'm here. I'm here to, I'm here to just be and experience and know. And every more I seek, the more is given to me that knock on the door will be answered without sounding like a religious freak, which I'm not used to be. But anyway, every step that you've taken and every, every road that has been presented to you, every pathway that's been presented to you and you have followed that through, that path will lead to another path. And you've got to follow, you've got to follow the doors that are opening and you've got to follow the leads. You've got to make an effort to just listen. You've got to make an effort to listen to what people are saying. Because when, when somebody's saying something and you feel good, that is, that's like a divine moment. Do you ever have a conversation with someone and it just feels good? There's something good about it. That's because your heart is responding to the frequency of those words, that song, that movie, that animal, whatever's happening, that kiss. You got to just allow that in. Don't go, what's next? What do I say? How do I look? Drop everything in that moment and absorb the energy of that moment because that moment is going to open a new door for you. So pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to how you feel. And it starts with forgiveness always starts with forgiveness and really forgiving yourself. You know, I, years ago I was raped. Listen, and I never talk about this because it's not an issue, right? Years and years ago I was raped and I forgot about it actually. Like 10, 10 years after it happened, I was like, oh my God, I need to look at that. That's like a bit of an issue. It's causing a few problems, you know, my psychology, my psychologies. And what happened was is the reason why I'm saying it because most women I know have been raped. Right. Or men too, by the way. Most kids have been interfered with. And I wasn't a kid. I was actually in my 20s. And um, so this was a great teacher for me, this rape. It was one of the best teachers, apart from other things. This is a very good one. This situation, I had to really look at that. And I, I understand now, and as mad as this sounds, he that was his way of showing me love. And that's taken a long time to get there. And I got that in a Joe Dispenza meditation. I was on the beach doing a medit- walking meditation, sitting down as I always am. And I was shown my timeline. And this being showed up and I said, I want to show you your timeline. 
because you need to heal a few things to move forward. And how did I get that information? I was listening. I was being still. I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting, listening. I'm always waiting and waiting. And I was shown my timeline. And on this timeline, I it was like my timeline of just this particular life and this body. I could see maybe seven or eight uh, slots. And I was brought through all of the slots. I was brought through when I was younger, when I lost my dad, blah, blah, all these different things. And the rape was one of them. And it was just one of them. And not, none was more significant than the other. They were all injustices or they were all hurts. Injustices or hurts. Traumas, right? And I was shown how the the timeline is active now. When I was two years of age and when I'm 20 and 40 and 80, it's all active now in this moment. Nothing is in the past and nothing is in the future. It's all now. And I saw that it was all now. And I was shown that in order for me to heal my timeline, I have to be present and and find that love. And because of grace, when grace shows up, grace is love. When I was in that meditation, I was in this a very high vibrational frequency of love. And so I was looking at it from the perspective of love, not from Biba. Biba was just a bystander watching this going, oh my God, this is cool. That's time to let this go. However, love was showing me how to look at my timeline. And I got to see that when my mom was like this and when I lost my mom in that situation for a few years, that was her way of loving me. She was an alcoholic when I was growing up and she had to leave me in certain places because she couldn't mind me. She did the, that was a loving thing. That was, love moved her to do that, to protect me. But my dad left, loved moved him to do that. When that man raped me, due to his own trauma and due to his inability to connect with even the human side of himself, let alone the side, he was just looking for something to feel better. And I just happened to be that in that moment. Now, he has no, he had no idea what he was doing um, to my timeline. But he just need, and so I was shown all these things, and I got to, I got to love each part, and in that moment, boom, my whole timeline was healed. That's incredible. So I, and and that's why I got into quantum healing hypnosis to work on people's timelines. And like, this stuff is real. And so with the rape, I had to then forgive myself. So when you when you want to create your own reality and do the work, you've got to forgive yourself because you can easily point your finger and say, well, she did that and he did that and they did this. Well, you, no, no one did anything to you. You just got to get over that because as, as Tommy would say and as, as Joe would say, you can't copy and paste your entire life into each new day. You just can't do that if you want to see change. So I'm such a, um, I have so much faith and I'm such a seeker that I'll do anything to overcome that. So um, drinking will keep you down vibrationally. That's not going to help. Uh, forgive, right? Drinking is going to trigger hatred. Um, overuse of drugs is going to trigger hatred. Overeating will trigger hatred to yourself. So you've got to watch what you're putting in there. What movies are you watching? What what could, what are you consuming? Who are you talking to? Watch what you're, Watch your environment. Watch your language. Watch what's coming in and watch what's going out and become aware of your environment internally and externally. That will be the first thing to do. Spend a year or two doing that and you'll soon begin to see what needs to go and what needs to come in. Then you got to learn to forgive yourself. And I've done very well with forgiving myself. But one thing I'm working on is when my daughter was younger and I was angry. Now, it wasn't that bad, but to me, it was like a kid should never see a parent angry like that, you know. I had my own reasons, but that's no excuse. 
And so I know if I don't forgive myself for that, I will never really truly be free. Because that resonance of guilt will always hold me to that frequency. So if I want to tune into Happy FM, Happy FM doesn't exist in the same space as Guilt FM. So I'm tuning, do you know what I mean? You've got to tune into Happy FM. So I'm learning to forgive myself. And how I've done that is this. Who I was then, I was the best version I was in that moment of myself. I was the best version. And I was, I was trying to be an amazing mom. I was working two jobs. I had no family. It was awful. It was an awful time. That's not an excuse. But when I look at myself, I have to look at myself through compassion and through the eyes of God and say, God, I actually, God loved me back then. I had a lot on my plate. And so she got me here. She, that version of me, that broken down, angry version of me got me to where I am now. And so I honor that. I honor her. But some days when I wake up, I don't. I think, you you, you are a bitch, right? So I got to stay in the love response. So you got to learn to forgive. And also you got to, you got to want to change. You, you will change if you want to change and change will seek you if you want to change. But if you're not willing to, put in effort. Effort is time. Do you know what the work is? It's time. It's time out of your busy schedule of doing and you got to take the time to just stop and be. And how do you be? You sit and you close your eyes. You, well, people, I don't like to meditate. Well, then whatever. I don't know how to help you. I don't because it's the way it worked for me. I can't tell you a formula that I did, I've never tried. Why would I try and sell you something I've never tried? Like, we'll try that apple pie. Well, what's it like? I don't know, but they say it's good. No, no, no. Sitting. And I don't like the word meditation too much because I just never wanted to meditate. But when I discovered Joe Dispenza, now I crave these meditations. And so it's about sitting, turning your phone off, turning the telly off, turning the kettle off, turning the animals off. Get the animals out of the room. Out of the room. No cats on laps, no dogs sitting down. You need space. You need to create a divine appointment with yourself every day, like a military operation, because this this divine appointment is the only thing that's going to change your life. You can go to Peru and do the ayahuasca, and then in six months' time, you're still feeling guilty because of what you did to her, what you did to him, or what you did to yourself, or what you didn't do. And then you go back to Peru and you do ayahuasca. I know a guy who's doing like 40, 50, 100 ayahuasca ceremonies, and he's still chasing his own tail. You got to sit, and when you sit, God shows up. God, yeah, G O D. That that's the one, the guy in the sky, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So people will go, oh, but God, you are God. You are a part of that light. So whatever your version of God is, God is just a concession to language. Yep. It's only a concession to light, colored, whatever. Exactly. You it shows up and when it shows up, you're done. You're done. You don't need anything outside of yourself anymore. So you've got the work is sitting, sitting, meditating, breathing. Walking in the park is great. You know, uh, looking out the window at the birds is great. That's a nice, uh, that's called leisure time. That's leisure thinking time. Sitting is sitting and feeling and learning how to feel learning how to feel and people who can't shut the mind up don't shut the mind up let the mind run riot let the clouds let them let the mind do its thing don't judge the thoughts but feel what's happening in your body as you're observing those thoughts learn to observe your feelings 
because this world is all about the senses and the feelings. The only reason we come into this actual meat suit, as you call it, is to have a sensory experience. And how we have a sensory experience is how do you feel? How do you feel when you walk into work? How do you feel when you pick up the phone? How do you feel when you kiss that person? How do you feel when you sit and meditate? Sometimes I go sit and meditate and I'm so agitated. And I go, oh, it's good to know I'm agitated. <laughs> I don't go, I can't do it, I'm agitated. I want to get up. And I say I'm getting up and getting up and getting up and getting up. And I'll go, no, you're not. You're not getting up. I am and getting up. Well, you're not getting up. All oh, right, okay, I'm not getting up. And the body starts getting used to it. The body gets used to the fact that you're not going to give in to it like the dog. You just don't give in to the body. The mind goes, oh, she's here again. It's that time. And it all begins to just quieten down. When the body quietens down and when the mind quietens down and you begin to start feeling, that's when you start knowing who you really are. And when you start knowing who you are, you have all your power back. All of it. All of your power starts it's like this generator inside of you. You're charging up this generator of power. And this is the power of love. And the power of love will transform not only your world, but the world around you. And so you've got to sit in the power. I'm beginning to sound like a preacher, am I? Amen of that. <laughs> Amen of that. No, but, but honestly, it is, it is, it is so true. And I think the mind also kind of eventually runs out of like things to say. If you, if you let it run long enough and it was like, okay, well, it kind of, and sometimes I, I like to do that. I, I kind of let it follow the threads, right? It's like, okay, well, let's go there then. And let's kind of continue and like, why? And go dig deeper and dig deeper. And it comes to the point where I was like, oh, actually there's nothing else to say. I don't have, don't have anything else to say. Um, it is, you know, I think when people think meditation is like, oh, you know, I can't think anything or I can't, you know, I need to like shut my mind up well that eventually happens but like not until like not if you fight it mm. like if you fight and it's like constantly like no i need to kind of no okay thoughts are coming they're always coming they're always coming in and out and feelings are coming in and out but we are so conditioned to clinging to them or making meaning of them or or yeah whereas if we just kind of say oh interesting my, my teacher always kind of kind of say and actually i think tommy said that Oh, interesting. I was like, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like it might be real, it might not be real. Yeah. I, I, and I think, but I think people, because we're not taught how to feel our feelings, we're so afraid that when we sit and stop, that we can't handle what's coming up. Yeah, that's so true. Right there, right there, what you said is just that's what stops people. It's the fear of what's coming up. You know, because they think, oh, I can't handle that because we've, you know, spent however many years stuffing things down and stuffing things down and stuffing things down that, yeah, it's kind of like a volcano initially. It can be like a volcano kind of really just coming up and exploding all the way. But sometimes things have to be, get a little bit worse before they get better, I find. Um, and it, it, like the only way is out. Like if you keep kind of stuffing it in, has that worked for you in the past? If if yes, great, keep going because it hasn't worked for me. Trudy hasn't worked for me, you know. Um, and now when I and it doesn't mean that for me anyway. I can only speak for me, but difficult emotions come up, like anger, rage, still comes up. Mm -hmm. But 
I no longer make that a bad thing. I actually embrace it and kind of say, okay, show me what I need to move. Show me what I need to shift. Show me how I need to feel it. And learning the tools to express that in a safe way so that you're not letting it out on other people. That's beautiful. Right? And for me, that's part of what you're speaking to by by sitting. And I I still need to kind of shake it out and I need to, you know, move the body to kind of shake it out of the body because I do believe the soma, the body, holds everything and holds not our own not only our own stuff our generational stuff our ancestral stuff is is in our bodies and sometimes like the only way we can move it out is by moving as well so you need to sit and kind of like okay well what's what's here and for me then sometimes it's okay i need to then like do something to shift it out go dance go go for a sea swim go for a walk go Go whatever has come up to shift through you and move out of the body so that you can release it. Big time. Absolutely. Movement is essential. Movement's my downfall. I don't do a lot of it. But I, I do, I know exactly what you're talking about because if you're sitting there and you're going, wow, I didn't realize I was so sad today. I thought I was angry, but actually I'm so sad. What am I sad about? I don't know. That's okay. I don't know what I'm sad about, but I'm sad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be nice to myself. I'm going to be nice to the people around me. And then you just know you're sad and then maybe you just go and take a bath or take a walk or ring a friend. But you're right about movement. Movement can shift uh, mountains. Frequency also. Like that. that's the other thing that I started kind of bringing in a lot more is the voice and sound. Um, to really kind of shift and, and move things, it's the combination between movement and sound that really shifts things so if you're in a bad mood if you're like angry and agitated at the world well don't let it out at people like go into the nature and like initially i started screaming <laughs> the poor mountains you know right. but the earth can hold you that's the thing right the earth mother earth can hold you in that so i really and now i think and I, I no longer care if someone hears me. Like, you know, you may, might hear someone in, in the park over there kind of like singing at the top of the lungs. Probably me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it is such a, because it's the vibration in your body and you change the fr- frequency through that. So, and whatever works for people, but that's something that works for me, but only in combination with being still. Absolutely. In order for you to really tap into, well, what's actually here? Because otherwise everything else is distraction. Because, you know, the anger is always, like I said, it's usually sadness, grief is underneath anger. Uh, it's, it's you know, boundaries being, you know, overstepped and you're not, but ultimately then you're not, you're allowing that, right? So that's where the compassion again comes in and we have to forgive ourselves and our past versions because we die a million deaths in our lives. So we have to bring compassion and like, I only, you know, I only, I did what I could with the best to my abilities at the time with what I had. Whereas, and now if, you know, if I face the same situation and I make the same choice, well, that's on me. Yeah. Because I have the knowledge. Yeah. And if I have the knowledge, then I can, I need to do better for myself and for those around. You're so clever and you're so intuitive. You really are. Because if I was to look back, at when I was in my uh, 30s, 
when I had my ch- child by myself, I've raised that kid by myself. And if I was to look back and go, Jesus, man, you know, you could have done it this way, you could have done it that way, and you know, what? Why did? Why were you hard on yourself? And God, I was really hard on myself back then. I hated myself, like real self hatred. You know, really, real and juicy stuff. You know, um, and but but if I do, you know what? Do you know what helped me forgive myself is because. If I was to look back at myself and judge myself for the way I was, what who am I now then? What have I become to judge myself? So all of the books I've read, all of the meditations, all of the beautiful astral traveling and the conversations in the astral realms and all the incredible light beings that I've met and all the beautiful things means shit. If I look back 10 years ago and judge myself, I've actually, I've actually reversed. I've actually gone back, not forward, what 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 it, what's present then would be an ego, getting off on itself, getting off on its own. I'm I'm it's spiritual talk. There's so much of that crap. I grew up in London when I was in my twenties. I did taught yoga, and all these guys were like, "I'm enlightened," and they're like riding everything in the class. And I thought, "Enlightened? No, you're horny, is what you are. <laughs> you're not. In- <laughs> There's not even a a humble bone in your body." But what you said about um, having compassion and and not being afraid. And when you were talking about people are like, people won't do this quantum healing hypnosis because they say, well, what will I find out about myself? Same with the meditations. If I sit, what will I find out? And there's a beautiful Persian poet from a long time ago, Hafiz is his name. And he said, "If, if only I could show you the magnificence of your own soul. And imagine going through this life and never knowing yourself. Imagine how many life, but how many lifetimes have we had of that? We probably had like millions, right? How many lifetimes have I been had a life and I didn't know myself? I look at people now, and I've done a lot of quantum healing pe- sessions with people, and I listen to their stories, and they're like, "I've never experienced love," or they don't know themselves, and I'm I'm looking at them as an intuitive, and I'm seeing all their gifts. And I'm seeing this person that has the ability to change not only themselves, but everybody in their environment. And I'm thinking, but if you could just see what I saw, if you could just for a moment feel what I feel when I sit in your presence, I'm I'm in awe or I'm in tears by the grace that you carry. I'm in, I, I feel emotional, so emotional sometimes because people are so beautiful. Um, we're so tender, really. We really are so tender and loving and kind. And we're in this world that seems to, we always talk about how harsh it is. When I look out my window, there's nothing harsh in my environment. Everything is very nice. So we're creating something that's not really real and we're creating it by talking about it. And so being kind to yourself, putting your hand on your heart and going, I got this. I got this, not my mom, not my dad, not my lover, not my bank, not my business, not my boss, not Buddha. I got this. I got this. And when you start believing in yourself, whatever that takes, take it, take it and run with it because it's it's the only reason you're here. The only reason you were born is to know who you are. Nothing else. Yeah. And and by you remembering who you are changes the world. You know, right? 
It does, yeah. But it that's and I, like you said, that's the work, right? And that's what we all try to get to, I think. Um, and that, which is why I do this because I think you know, every single person that I talk to, I learn so much, and every single person like listening may learn something from this conversation or from another conversation. And if it just literally gets this like one, like you said earlier, like that one little conversation, that one little spark, that one little frequency, like run with that, go with that. So that's my wish as well for, for this. Unfortunately, we're, we're like, we, I know we could talk um, forever. Um, like actually most of my, my people that I talked on here are like, this is not enough time. Like this is, we need more time. But at the same time, I also know everybody has busy lives, even though that's just a pretend as well. That's not really real. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you, Viva. Where can people find you? In the uh, if they want to do motivating sessions with you. And your art, by the way, which we hadn't even touched on because your art is amazing too. Um, yeah, where can people find you? On the inside. <laughs> well, but do we really, are we really able to kind of see your reality? I don't know. Bieberfrequency.com. If you go to thebieberfrequency.com, it's all there. There you go. Well, thank you so much for taking out the time and your wisdom you. and sharing us off. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. It's always nice to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Unlock Your Magic. If you like this episode, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, or leave us a review. These small actions help us immensely since we are an independent podcast without any sponsorship. See you next time.